0: exclusive podcast from Impact 89FM.
1: Few students around to visit, three or four hiring IT employers, uh, give them a chance to kind of understand what the companies do, what sorts of opportunities they have available, both uh, employment opportunities as well as internship opportunities. And we also uh, incorporate different uh, housing uh, presentations and always have some sort of a socializing networking activity where give the students an opportunity to talk one-on-one with the employers that are participating uh, ask any follow-up questions from some of the things they may have seen on the tour so uh, this Friday, or excuse me uh, the tech tour coming up on Friday January 23rd uh, which is sponsored by TechSmith and SIRICON Corporation uh, will include visits to SIRICON, strategic products and services and Dew Point and also a tour of the East Lansing Technology Innovation Center which is the IT incubator space here in downtown East Lansing so we're pretty excited and want to encourage uh, MSU students to uh, go ahead and sign up for the tour Uh, we do four of these each year so um, there are limited number of spots available uh, but we always have a waiting list that we maintain so if you're not able to get into this tour there's other ones that will be coming up in the future as well
2: and where can people sign up and where will it be located?
3: Uh, they can contact me at uh, A Kerbusky, which is A K E R B U S K I, at C A M W dot net, or by phone, 517 708 4009 to register. Uh, We only accept 30 to 35, so if you're interested, contact me as soon as possible. Um, You can also check with the uh, Capital Area IT Council's website, which is just capitalareaitcouncil.org.
2: And what does IT stand for and why is it so important?
1: Well, IT uh, refers to information technology, and and generally it's uh, anything related to the computer industry or telecommunications industry, Um, Everything from web design to uh, uh, data centers and software developers and uh, even things like internet marketing. So uh, it's a very diverse set of employers. Uh, The local IT industry, there's over 300 companies that make up our local IT industry, Um, and there's over 9,000 people that are employed in IT occupations here in the Greater Lansing area. Um, so, and again, it ranges in uh, size of employers and, and by type, but um, almost across the board, IT occupations pay about 75% higher than all other occupations. So these are positions that pay very well. Um, of course, they do require higher skill levels and uh, levels of education. So, um, you know, we're, we really encourage the students that are pursuing those types of, of degrees to to you know, get out and explore what sorts of opportunities are available here in Lansing. Um, a lot of times students, uh, for whatever reason, don't venture off campus, so when it comes time to graduate, they don't even realize the great opportunities that exist here right in the Lansing area, so we really wanted to introduce Tech Tours uh, to provide them with an opportunity to, to see what's here um, before they, you know, have to make that decision on where they want to live and work and play, so...
2: Now, I say there's a lot of jobs in just the Lansing area itself. Um, How have IT jobs been holding up in this economy right now?
1: Well, it's been rather insulated from from some of the other industries. IT, I'd like to say, is uh, immune from some of the things that are going on in the economy, but we have uh, seen some of the employers slow on some of their hiring, Uh, but there are still hiring employers. The ones that I mentioned on the tour are all employers that are hiring right now, and will continue to to hire. Um, we just had a big announcement today with uh, the IBM locating a new global um, development center here in East Lansing, which is going to bring several hundred jobs uh, here later in 2009, and with the potential of thousands of jobs being created uh, as as that center um, gets up and running. So th- th- these are companies that are still uh, growing. Um, these, uh, again, are positions and uh, opportunities that are well-paying and have a lot of uh, challenging and fun work that's uh, attached to them. So um, it's it's one of the industries that is really helping define our region's economic transformation and one that uh, really provides the most potential for mid-Michigan.
2: Um, now, you're talking about potential. How did um, or how do... You... What are some innovations that Lansing area IT professionals have made? I'm sorry, could you? What are some innovations that Lansing area IT professionals have made so far?
1: Sure. Well, um, we have, you know, some world-class IT companies right here in, in the Lansing area. Um, there's a company in Okemos called TechSmith, which is a um, premier uh, software developer in screen capture software. They have products called Snagit. Um, in Camtasia, which a lot of MSU students use in classes and um, and in their spare time. Uh, We have a web hosting company here in town called Liquid Web, which is a premier uh, web hosting company. It has an international client base. And uh, there's many more examples. Uh, Circon, one of the employers that we're uh, showcasing on the tour, actually uh, has... uh, custom web and software applications they do for the financial and uh, insurance industries and have clients like Geico and all of the the big nationwide insurance companies. So we have world-class employers right here in our own community. Um, with IT, a, a lot of those employers are, you know, fly under the radar. They're not uh, really well known to the general public. And when students are trying to identify who some of these, you know, premier employers are, it's not always easy to to find them, so um, one of the things that we've found is challenging through the Capital Area IT Council is just uh, helping students find the different companies and connect with them, so that they can explore those opportunities and uh, hopefully stay here in, in Lansing after they graduate from Michigan State, as opposed to move out elsewhere.
2: So you're really targeting students to stay in Lansing. Do you think that with um, the IT tech tours that um, will students have the ability to internship with some of these programs and um, connect with them that way?
1: Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as, a, as a whole, these employers uh, provide internship opportunities uh, as well as uh, full-time employment, and internships really provide an excellent opportunity to uh, know, get into some of these uh, companies, um, you know, and it can be something that you do as early as a freshman or a sophomore. Um, you don't have to wait until your senior year to do an internship. A lot of the companies recognize that you're out there trying to get these sorts of opportunities, and so um, the employers I work with are, are very conscious of that and, and really make an effort to make those sorts of things available. So um, that's definitely uh, something that the underclassmen uh, will want to take note of and uh, consider possibly taking uh, advantage of one of these tech tours to, you know, maybe learn about internship opportunities. Maybe they haven't thought far enough down the road to think about what, where they're going to uh, live after graduation and what they're going to do. But maybe it's just getting a little bit of experience under your belt, padding your resume a little bit so that when that time comes, you, you have some good experience to fall back on.
3: And what's great about the Tech Tour is that not only do they get to network with the companies that we tour, but at the conclusion, during the networking, socializing hour, we invite other companies in the greater Lansing area to come and maybe share uh, internship job opportunities and a chance for them to network. Maybe they're not looking for a job or internship right now, but maybe down the road. So if they keep in contact with these companies they meet, um, it's a great opportunity for them.
2: Now, what are some companies that will be involved with Tech Tours?
1: Well, this is our second tech tour of the year, um, and the employers that are participating this time are uh, Circon Corporation in Okemos, uh, Strategic Products and Services, which is here in Lansing, and then Dewpoint. Um, And then we're also going to tour the East Lansing Technology Innovation Center, which is the IT incubator space there on Grand River above the Barnes & Noble's bookstore. And they currently have a dozen or so tenants there as well that will be – available during a tour of the Technology Innovation Center, but also will stick around to participate in the networking and socializing hour. So in a sense, there's you know close to 15 employers that are going to participate with this uh, particular tech tour. Um, in, in the past, uh, our tech tour that we did this past fall, we had Spartan Internet Consulting, uh, Vision Creative, the Michigan Department of Information Technology, and um, Accident Fund Insurance Company. And then uh we'll have another two tech tours for this school year, so uh as we move farther farther into two thousand and nine, we'll have a couple of other uh tours, incorporate some other employers and visit some other parts of town. so
2: now, how long have you been doing these tech tours, and what is the feedback that you usually get from um the tours
1: uh This is our second year of, of doing the tours uh and the feedback we get uh is very positive from the students. A lot of what we hear is that they had no idea that these employers existed, that, um, you know, there's all these things to do around Lansing. Because part of it is really, you know, having them see themselves living and working and playing here in Lansing. So it involves going to some of the cool development that's going on downtown, uh, like the Stadium District Project across from Oldsmobile Park or the Motor Wheel Lofts or going to the firm or tavern on the square, some of these places in downtown Lansing that students can get to if they uh, used the entertainment trolley, uh, which is the service that runs back and forth on the weekends from East Lansing over uh, down to downtown Lansing. Um, so uh, again, the feedback's been very positive. It's kind of affirmed some of the things that we thought, which is that Um, You know, uh, uh, students just for whatever reason aren't, you know, getting off campus and and seeing what sorts of things there are around town. And uh, the more we can introduce them to some of those things through the Tech Tour, I think it's a win-win for everybody.
3: I was one of these students. I just grad- graduated from Michigan State in May. And really, I didn't venture so much off campus or the East Lansing area. And as I participate in these tours uh, too, I'm like, whoa, I didn't know these companies existed. These are awesome, really creative, um, fun people to work for. And so I think this is a great opportunity for these students to be introduced to places outside of East Lansing and see that you know, it is a place where they can see themselves living and working and playing in the area.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, now, Andrea, can you tell me um, where people can go for more information, when the tech tour is, where it's located, and the times?
3: The tech tour uh, will take place next Friday, January 23rd. We're meeting at the MSU Union at uh, at noon. Um, and if they'd like to register, please email me at akrbusky at camo.net. Again, that's a k e r b u s k i at camw.net. Or you can uh, look up more information on the Capital Area IT Council's website, which is
2: capitalareaitcouncil.org. All right, well, thank you again, Chris and Andrea, for coming in. Thank you. Thank you
1: for having us.
4: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station.
5: For more variety than you'll hear on any
2: other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week.
6: Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact.
7: Only on
8: Impact
4: Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893 3 And now, back to Exposure.
2: Welcome back. Everyone's getting settled in the studio right now, but right now I have a comedy crew from the Cappuccino Cafe to talk about their upcoming show. So does everyone want to kind of go around and introduce yourselves? Starting with? <clears throat>
9: sure. My name is Jordan Jones. Uh, I'm from the Howell area, and uh
10: I guess that's it. Uh, Joe the plumber, Brandon.
11: Uh, Jordan took my answer. so um, I'm Denny Green. I'm actually from Ann Arbor. All
5: right. I'm Christy Dickinson. I'm from Lansing, originally from Harbor Springs. Oh,
0: okay.
12: And uh, I'm Adam Lark, uh, fifth-year senior at uh, MSU. Uh,
0: and Ed Glazer, I'm a, a doctoral student here and... Uh, resident of the Greater Lansing area, and I do mean greater.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So this is a much bigger crew than we had last time on the show. Um, How are things going at the Cappuccino Cafe?
9: It's going good. We actually had a really good response, uh, getting more and more people out for every show. Uh, We've been really excited about the response that we've gotten. I think we're going to try to continue it all summer long if we can. Yeah, they're
11: talking about giving us, we figured that maybe one month at a time, and they actually said through the summer. So
2: (laughs) So how long have you been doing this so far then?
11: Uh, Stand up in
9: general, or just or you the, mean cappuccino? the cappuccino?
2: The cappuccino. cappuccino. Uh,
10: well, we did the first show in October, and we've done one show a month, and it's just gotten better. I think we've had better and better crowds, and I i don't want to say that because they're sitting right here, but this is the, the best group of comedians I've ever come up with for sure.
2: Oh, very nice. And how's the, So the turnout's been good? Yeah. And wh- tell me about this next show that's coming up.
10: Uh, It's going to be this Thursday. <clears throat> uh, we're going to kick it off at 8 o'clock, and uh, we've got like seven comedians. And. uh, we're hoping to have a good turnout. It's going to be cold, but
2: I think we'll get a good crowd in there again. I hope so. So, is this a family-friendly audience? Or are you getting <laughs> college Depends students? That's
10: who's family. Yeah, right? <laughs> like the Adam's family. Yes, very much so. <laughs> <laughs> it's really diverse. You know, we get a lot of college students, and uh, there's
12: there's some old guys some playing old euchre, old yeah. like b- before the show. Was that for real? That's for oh, real. I heard that. I
11: thought that was a joke. Yeah, no. <laughs> what was it? There's like old some guys old playing guys euchre.
12: playing like a game of
11: euchre. They didn't do it while we we're on it. Well, that was that. They, yeah, That's they, really rude. I, <laughs> I, I, yes, uh, I, I wouldn't go to a euchre hall and start <laughs> what doing comedy. Kind of, what a kind of family is this. <laughs> so, no, it's not a family environment. <laughs> no, it's, it's where we, uh, we don't, it's not like out of over the top dirty, but I mean, we don't really censor ourselves or anything. If someone, Tom, who was here last time, mm-hmm. uh, he likes to swear a little. In fact, it's one of that with us, we said no more. <laughs>
10: <laughs> we put it's a for of stuff you'd see in the comedy clubs You know, an R rating But we don't go over the top either Not yeah, I don't sake think of it's it It's too you know? offensive It's just
9: enough offensive It's just right offensive But, but
12: we, we do want the, uh, the Christian right to come You know, because what would Jesus do? He would go to the cappuccino ca- cafe uh, What's the date?
9: Uh, <laughs>
12: Thursday. The, the, the 15th Jesus would learn Thursday. his lines Jesus within, would, Jesus the would the know his cafe. lines And he would go to the cafe
2: I mean, how is it set up? Does each person do like a comedy skit or is it kind of like a competition, like, you know, last comics? We're always competing.
11: <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, notice, Jordan and I have been wrestling for the last two minutes here.
0: Yeah, but that's because you guys have been seeing each other outside. <laughs> You're
11: right. Uh-huh. You know, I love them. That would help. <laughs> seeing. I mean, you know, seeing see each other. I would say, I would say, of would I would call bit stalking. I I would say, I would say, I would say, I would say, I would
10: I just, uh, usually open the show, and then I introduce the rest of the comedians, and the train wreck goes
11: on. I mean, it's it's basically pure stand-up,
9: but we haven't done any type of skits. The first one about, uh, was uh, last comic,
11: a competition. Okay. And then since then, he decided no competition. We'll just have everyone have fun, and so now it's a bunch of dudes. And a girl now. We're trying to do that. Gonna mix now. <laughs> Did you hear her intro? Her. i nice not <laughs> <laughs> Mine sounded awful, and she was after me, and she sounded like a contestant on a, a talk show. I, I, like, I
2: yeah, want to yeah, do mine over DPR. again. <laughs> 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 i
11: want to do mine over again. Hers is better. Yeah, we're not live, are we? I don't know. We I can know, sound good.
2: <laughs> but, uh, so yeah. no improv. It's just straight up stand-up. Well, yeah, no. I We've mean, kicked only comes... around
10: the idea of trying something. Me and Danny were going to do a little... Uh, the three wise men, where you take three people and you kind of all stand side by side and you say, everybody will say a word. Like, you know, he'll say, I... Uh, sentence would, continues. ...would, maybe, you know, and kind of mix it up. That We didn't end up doing that, but that we may uh, uh, kick around some improv some night. We'd
11: worked on a who's on first thing, and it turns out it'd been done. So <laughs> yeah. Something. No Sorry. Anyway. tell us. That. But um, w- there's a little, when it's... This is kind of a looser format, which I like, and so there's usually a little more time for thinking on your toes you know if you have five minutes you have to be really conscious of your words every down to the every sense has to be very economical economical (laughs) that's economical (laughs) but uh so in this case we actually get to talk to people in the audience
2: very nice so what are some things that you that you talk about doing your stand-up some some subjects that are presented i
5: talk about dating
2: Mm. because it's
5: kind of my therapy and I do a lot of venting, because I have really bad luck with dating.
2: And so it's all from personal experience? Yes,
5: they're all true stories. I'm not creative enough to come up with my own stuff. <laughs>
2: How about the rest of you guys?
11: I've been talking about her dating situation also. <laughs> Whatever she leaves off, I pick up. So well, You're part of
4: the bad luck, so... I,
11: mean. yeah, yeah. I, was, uh, <laughs> I was actually wondering if you want to get together later and write <laughs> <laughs> I got this material, right? <laughs> It's so hot, but I'm doing it. But, uh, no. Uh,
12: you, uh, you... I'm, I'm just, uh, I like to just talk about current events. And, you know, a couple nights before, I'll look in the New York Times, you know, try to string together a little bit. Like, I would, you know, I like to talk about the economy. You know, uh, definitely there's going to be some Obama jokes. And, um, you know, I, I kind of like... I, and I like to cringe. I like cringe. <laughs> like, where people are just like, ooh. <laughs> it, like... You know, like um, I'll give you an example. You know, this this uh, <laughs> this whole break, I was just distraught over the death of Jet Travolta. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm not a medical examiner, but I I think he had uh, the Saturday Night Fever.
0: <laughs>
12: <laughs> oh. You can't but, look hey, like Jet Travolta. Hey, but at least his dad wasn't in jarhead because <laughs> that would.
11: That'd be, yeah. How <laughs> <laughs> you even change that, man? <laughs>
5: I actually know All that right.
11: current event. Now, who is this Jet Travolta guy? John Travolta's kid. Oh, Did okay. you yeah. hear about that? Yeah.
5: <laughs> Enter- entertainment Tonight. He's making a game. <laughs>
2: so, so you get you get your um, kind of skits from dating. Yeah. Yours from the current events. Does anyone else have anything else that they?
9: Uh, observational humor. I mean, I don't know because mine's the same. I t- kind of tell stories. Yours you know. and mine are
11: almost yeah observational in that humor, uh...
9: but just a lot of silly stuff. You know, that's the whole point of a punchline is that you you get somebody leaning one way and they're thinking something else, and then all of a sudden you throw this twist at them, and it comes out just being completely not what they were thinking. You so them, anything that a lot can, of left
11: turns. You know, yeah. they're they're going down. Our, that's what I like, and sometimes it's based on real-life experience, and then you just embellish it. Something did happen to me that wasn't that funny, so I make more of it. It gets out of control. But usually you're going, you think, and you know where he's going with it. It sounds normal, and you turn, like he's talking about, and he, he does it a lot. Actually, Jordan and Adam, were the, uh, their first time was the last time, so this is their second time here, mm-hmm. and this was be her first time with us anyways, and she, she of course, knew yes. Joe
10: back when... In our Magdalena's days, that was a rough house over there. It was a, we competed with Poetry Night, so we'd get the poets, we'd come out and sit in the front row and scowl. So that was that was kind of a rough road over there. Well, you get up by a poet, and then you realize, yeah, no, sure. you're a wimp. <laughs> yeah, I announced it was Gay Night one night, po- it didn't go over too good over there. Poet Star, Launch Money, I hate poets. But just funny stuff, you get comedy from anywhere, you know? I seen an ad the other day, it was so stupid, it was uh, a Jack Daniels ad. And in the foreground, there's these two people that are relaxing and sipping whiskey. And in the background, there's a hang glider. I mean, there's a nice combination of whiskey <laughs> and some hang gliding. Hey, I've never seen anything that said, don't hang glide and drink. There so it, do it while you can. All observation
9: observational, funny stuff everywhere, really. It's, yeah, just taking real life experience yeah. and then adding a little hyperbole to it and stretching it out. and. You know, Our lives aren't that interesting. But yeah. they
11: are sadly kind of funny.
9: But we so. the, well, that's another thing, too, is that you know, comedy comes from pain. So if you can laugh at yourself, self loathing. People, will laugh, at, <laughs> exactly. I mean, people will laugh at you, and you just make it. We're a miserable
11: <laughs> bunch of people.
2: Just guess what you it? have here <laughs> tonight, not you you there
11: make <laughs> fun of yourself. Did we tell you yeah. that? No?
2: I mean, some of my best stories are my most embarrassing ones. Well, so yeah, it yeah, yeah, that that comes yeah, from it. pain. should
11: be on the other side of the microphone here. i really, at heart.
2: Yeah, I kind of see
12: myself as like. A student of a uh, a student of comedy like uh, you know I I constantly watch albums and listen to albums and uh
11: watching albums is uh, yeah, funny yeah it is
12: but I I see it as like a four credit class only I put in like tons more effort and break up the nerve put it know, try so
2: so what do you, what do you want to do with comedy
12: um nothing really just a hobby i'm a, i'm a journalism major so it's it's like a creative outlet for me to you know from just the normal uh, news-type writing.
2: Right.
10: He had a real great set, his first set over there. He's got a real good stage presence. We don't really have stage, but he has a, like, a, a, a stage <laughs> floor. <laughs> we have a good floor presence. <laughs> presence. Actually, in
11: all seriousness, one thing I've liked, uh, and I've done some in Ann Arbor and other places, and what I like about the cappuccino, there really is no egos. And what I liked when I met Jordan, I, thought, I told him about the cappuccino because I thought... Some guys are funny, but their stage presence is weird, or they're cool on stage and they're like dead off stage. And Jordan's pretty much the same on stage as of the off. He's likable. And I think that helps, you know? It, it, and I like every, all of us here, like I saw Adam the first time. He's likable, you know. We kind of we didn't know each other. We goofed off and took silly pictures, you know. Afterwards, and uh,
12: what <laughs> Define goof off and silly pictures?
11: Remember? Well, we, okay, we drew a bath, and
12: then
2: no, I mean,
11: Mike, my aunt was there with the camera, so we're like doing stupid pictures, like we're boxing opponents, you know. And uh, and then we just fell into each other's arms. But um, I met Christy last year, um, last summer at the connections. And she had a good stage presence. And there really none of the, you know what I'm saying? There's none of the egos that you might find at the places. There's none of that at the cappuccino. And I think that's why I like doing it And so you, much. Can, you can learn a lot from each other. Danny taught me how to make love. Wow. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was, you know, that, that's an amazing thing. You don't expect to find at a comedy sure. show. And yet... You can't you know, expect it or you never get it. Like, if you sit around thinking, I need a man, I need a man, it's not going to happen as soon as you're not looking along comes jordan you know what i mean that's just one of those times dude. there's God,
5: dating advice for the night see
11: <laughs> <laughs> don't tell tom i said any of this though he would he would kill you he's so yeah, jealous yeah we're not live right? <laughs> yeah why don't we start that's this dope. thing anyways <laughs> let's do this for keeps now no uh, no i think the stage present thing is is good um and i think everyone here everyone here is pretty likable
9: yeah i can echo that it's just a fun time you know regardless of the you know the crowds have actually always uh, from my scene have been really good but you know, we got—we just have fun with it. You know, it's—it's not, not a competition. We're not up there trying to one up each other. I'm—I'm I'm much funnier than Denny, but, you know, we're not—you know—we're not, you know, we're we're not up there to prove that.
5: Modest too.
9: Well, mad props, like mad props
12: to Joe though. He is—he is, he is yeah. a jewel. He is a—he is a PR guy. He's always gung ho. Just
9: saying that. So we call sad. him Joe the mm-hmm. Nile. Yeah. We call him gung
11: Joe. Yeah.
10: Gun Joe. <laughs> Another thing. Joe <laughs>
2: So would anyone be comfortable giving us a little example of something that you would do on these comedy nights at Cappuccino Cafe?
11: I think Chrissy was saying that on the way here that she was hoping. Had
2: such a <laughs> <interview>. <laughs> you no,
5: know I what said no. We don't have to do material, right? <laughs> I'd have to think for a second about something not involving sex problems.
11: <laughs> mm, let's see.
5: What a was way to reword it. it. Yeah. That's
9: why we
11: got here.
5: No, I can. I can give an example. I have really bad luck meeting men. Last summer, I was at Subway, and I was watching my little veggie sandwich be made, and the man in front of me turned around and said to me, is you a princess looking for a prince? And I, I was just like, <laughs> I'm working on it. And I had to tell myself, just look at your sandwich, Christy. Keep look. Don't look at him. Just look at your sandwich, because he didn't look so princely. Yeah. Thank you... <laughs> your hair was different. You look and, you so know, nice. I just know it's not Prince Charming. Prince Charming would be one to have proper grammar. So I was as little is disappointed. You?
11: I'm, <laughs> uh, <laughs> close up, <enough>. princess. <laughs> 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 you know. Know. He said, "Is you?" I is. He, he said, "Is you though?"
2: Oh that's yeah, long he, long said he is. Yeah. <laughs> he <laughs>
11: should have you. You gave him a chance. That's just
7: not. Does it ever happen that you
2: like tell us you know a little a little something that happened in your life and that person happens to be? to walk in the Capuchino Cafe.
5: I have been lucky so far because there are <laughs> a lot of people I talk about that might recognize some stories. Like the guy that I went out with, he seriously thought there was such thing as a pickle tree. And he was an attorney. Not so
11: smart. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? Yeah. <That's> why, <laughs> one last spot brought
9: up a pickle <laughs> tree. <trip. laughs> <laughs> is this something you can tell on it? Yeah, yeah he we'll, was we'll we'll
5: <laughs> <on> the CC <PC> lunch. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing my
9: pickle
11: tree. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> and, and I put
5: on his plate, and he said, well, I'm not eating that thing. It's a weird shape. And I said, well, it's a weird shape because it's homegrown. It's from my parents' garden. He said, your parents have a pickle tree? <laughs> yeah, right next to the Oreo tree, honey. <laughs> oh, wow. So, who's there's this, a reason why he never defending? won any cases.
11: <laughs> Where are you hanging out? <laughs> not so
5: smart.
11: <laughs> I don't remember any of these people. I have not had people show up um, who I was making fun of, but I mean, I know that like if I post something on your like my MySpace or something, some people are bound to see it. And I haven't done some yet, but I plan to do some about my ex-girlfriend who lives in Chicago. And I hope it does get to her. Cause <laughs> I got a lot of funny stuff. She gave me a lot of I got material, if nothing else out of it, you know what I mean. And I was thinking, can I keep her name? And I was thinking, oh, her name was Karen. And I thought I'll call her <laughs> Carol. <laughs> that's thought, oh, the one on I date anymore. <laughs> I know for material <laughs> <that's> for comedy. <laughs> I'm like I don't want to see you doing I got everything I can get out of you. But uh so yeah, that that's sort of I guess it's like your last chance at a revenge type of deal. Like I have the last, I could have the last say, you know. Turning <laughs> <laughs> your you lemons into
5: lemonade. Like, it's just it like and such a crazy price. bad thing that <laughs> happens. You just have to turn it around and find the humor in
11: it. Yeah, and and, and it, it is because some of it's sort of uh like at the time something that might bother you and you think you're heartbroken, and then a month later it's, like, it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And now I'm so glad she's gone. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> what kind of comedy do you like? Do you have any favorite
9: comments?
2: I think ones that you can relate to. All right. I can dig that. You guys want to hear a funny story? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is... <laughs> no. We don't... See, this is one of those things. This is one of those everyone things. <laughs> <out here. laughs> this is one of those things where it happens to you, and it's really embarrassing. But then, you know, a few days later, you can laugh about it. Okay. So, I'm a mentor in the dorms. you got to put on these events for everyone. So, everyone comes back from, you know, summer vacation. And I have to put up a huge sign that says, you know, like, you know... Blah blah hall donut party, and for some reason I I knew that there was like a you know like a G H in there or something, and then I was like then I wrote out you know dough like D O U G H you know nuts, but I was like that that work. that looks way too long, but I know that there's a G in there somewhere, <laughs> and so instead of writing donuts I wrote dog nuts, <laughs> free dog nuts
13: for everyone, and so
2: I get there. Yeah, I get there, and, like, you know, everyone's, like, awkwardly kind of, you know, like, yeah,
13: meeting no, them, and, no, is the this yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm there passing out, like, you know,
2: the punch yeah. for everyone, and everyone's, like, starting conversation is, did you see that sign? Someone wrote dog nuts everywhere. He dog <laughs> we
11: down all <laughs> Was there anyone who said, never mind, Dan, when he found out that it wasn't dog nuts? <laughs> 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 like, oh, no, you're not doing anything He waiting
2: outside. He dog, dog. <laughs> <laughs> i well, see you
11: in court. Yeah, one of my...
2: Well, co-workers like he brings it up because he like ju- had recently bought a dog and he walks in and he sees the sign and he's like what? And he's like Emily we need to talk about this someone needs a little bit of spell check and I'm like no spell check said it was okay. There are a lot of Germans
11: is- on your floor. <laughs> 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 you dropped a U also then. Yeah. I you dropped a U U and the
2: H. I, I wrote the whole thing so. out I and I just thought I, I thought I would <laughs> you know get rid of a few letters and it'd be okay.
11: <laughs> <laughs> <Added> <laughs> a Freudian sign? slip is
0: that what they call that? Just something else
2: I not so what are some of your favorite skits that you've done? Some topics that, that you do that you think go like, over pretty well? Oh,
9: I think one of my, my favorites of mine is uh, to catch a... To catch a predator, I do a, a bit on that. Have you ever seen that show? No, I haven't. Seriously? Yeah. No, it, it's better. So if you it's don't awesome. recognize them. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. In that case. No, it, it, it's a. Seen show, it? I've uh, been on it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a show. That's where the joke goes. It's a show about, uh, you know, that they're setting guys up, setting up pedophiles and, you know, you know, freaks and sickos and stuff. They're setting them up to catch them. And so that's, like, my whole joke, Because I ask the audience, I say, yeah, have, you, have you ever heard of this show, To to Catch a Predator? Have you ever seen this? And it's a pretty popular show. And they show, always answer like, Oh, yeah, yeah, we've seen it. And I kind of go, well, I never saw it. It scared me when that guy came, <laughs> in the, that <laughs> guy guy came walking that? into the kitchen. Yeah, you know, that, that's one of my favorite jokes. It was a but... very good
11: bit that he did. Uh, he's got a lot of this stuff like that. And I I don't know if I could pick a favorite, uh, more, I mean, just in case it was. listening, you know, but I don't, I don't want to hurt any feelings. But, uh, I mean, my kids might be listening. I don't want to do that to them. That's not fair. They're all good. No, I mean, it's like, you. you want, sometimes it, what's really sad is you have what you think is a favorite and it just goes nowhere. Yeah. Mm. And then sometimes it, it, you never, okay, I'll tell you one that was sort of not cringy, but I did this thing at a place called the Firefly Club. And these people showed up. They weren't supposed to be there. So they didn't owe us laughter. It turns out they were largely a Jewish group. There's a lot of kosher stuff, which we got to eat after they left. And They did leave because they hated everyone. So, by the time I went on there, everyone had bombed so bad. So, by the time I went on there, I made I took up to the mic and I said, With all this constant bombing in a group of Jews, I thought I was in a Gaza Strip,
0: mm-hmm. and it was
11: nothing. And I really oh, I had such high hopes that I babe. almost said it again. Did you hear me? I was like, Nothing. I was like, Oh man. So, I mean, and the Jewish people already laughed. so I wasn't worried about offending them. I made a joke that they were that they wandered the desert for 40 years but couldn't stand us for an hour and a half. Nothing. <laughs> I was like, come on.
9: I'm definitely surprised at how much stuff that I think is hilarious that no one else thinks is funny. Isn't that sad? Is
11: <laughs> I, I, I amuse myself, and I figure as long as I've done that, I've done my job. But you stick with it for a while thinking, oh, they're wrong. But after a while, it's like when a girl tells you this is why people don't like you, you start listening. <laughs> like, okay, man, what about me doesn't work? You, know, you can't be so cocky. No, I look good in these. You know, you <laughs> yeah. have to listen. And that's what well, comedy's like. Okay, you hate it. I, I loved it, but you have to drop it, and you have to jettison it like you would, like if you're losing altitude, you know it's like I like the seat, but I don't love it. <laughs> I don't like it better than living, so I you have to don't toss like the guy things. next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta lose something
10: <laughs> I thought that he had a great set there at the first show. He had to open up the show. that's a tough bit, yeah, being the first other down.
0: That was actually my first time doing stand-up, and I sucked so bad, I actually said, is this thing on? No, but
10: it <laughs> was and, and that was a treat. Oh, that was I'll a treat in
0: the background, you could hear yeah. it. Too.
10: Yeah. It was. You did good, though. I think. that was me
0: running out the door.
11: That
12: <laughs> 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 was the sound of my, <laughs> <laughs> it's my car door closing. Because
10: the caffeine hasn't quite kicked
11: in yet, you know? Actually, he did pretty well. We all thought it was very funny, but I know in your shoes it probably didn't feel like that because not only did he go first... That's bad enough if you know you're going first, but there was someone who was supposed to go first the whole week, he thought he was second, and this dude dropped, so he was pushed into first, and I think he did a pretty good job considering that, because that really does, <coughs> does blow. Cause it's, and, I,
0: and I thought it was like a, you know, I figured coffee shop, you gotta have clean jokes, right? Mm-hmm. And then first, first thing out the door, we hear, you know, about a man's genitals, and so this time, I'm all dead hookers. That's all I'm covering <laughs> this time. <laughs>
11: <laughs> which is yeah, weird because right, he used to be called the Dead no, Hooker Cafe you didn't know that yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you were Capucino right at home <laughs> yeah, I
0: can't spell either but it's you know. the Friendly Hooker Cafe
2: <laughs> 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 alright well is there, is there any place that people can go for more information to go see your show
9: uh, you can go to the show <laughs> <laughs> there's a <good laughs> the website the cafe. <laughs> I don't know
10: if we've got anything on the website up or not but uh, it's uh, 8 o'clock Thursday night uh, people can come out and get some information coming to the show
11: and it's the one on Lake Lansing Road, the Cappuccino right. Cafe. And
2: that's by like the Myers.
11: Um, it's right. There's actually no S in Myers.
0: It's, uh, it's
2: like Myers. Fifteen hundred. No, that's not. That's not. That's <laughs> you know, I've been seeing it my whole life. I, it's I, not, I, not
12: I mean, it's Illinois like, either. It's Illinois. <laughs> yeah.
11: You and your dog, Nonson and Myers. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually um right off the Lake Lansing Road exit. There's a you see the Burger King, and you enter there, and then there's like the little mall, and that's where it is. Uh, uh, Fifteen
10: hundred Lake Lansing Road. Do you have the phone number? Uh, yeah, it's three 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 five nine six one. Everybody
11: and the and typically it's going to be the second or the middle Thursday of every month. So if they go on into the and they'll see flyers, and then just start writing that down.
10: But Joe's the guy. Should I read the starting lineup off for that show? Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Uh, we're going to have uh, opening the show is Mike Hopper from Ann Arbor. And then we've got Ed Glazer, Lansing.
9: Yeah, sure. Greater Lansing. Greater Lansing. Lester. That's right. Lesser uh, Lansing. From
10: Livonia, we've got Adam Larkin. Lesser two Lansings. Christy Dickinson from Lansing. And uh, From Howell, Jordan Jones. I don't really like manful. Uh Tom Slavinsky from <laughs> Lansing. <laughs> and the man, the legend, our headliner, Danny Green. I grew up in Plymouth, Kansas. Well, so I'm going to go with
11: Manfield. But oh, you wear that
0: white
10: hood. That's <laughs> cold oh. outside, oh.
11: man.
9: And you are cordially so. invited to come to the show. Yeah. Are you gonna come? The hole's going to front. Put you on hood. the spot. Are you gonna this be this is there? This Thursday. Thursday evening starts at eight o'clock. Can I
2: show up if I can get a ride? <laughs>
11: and
2: you can
10: tell your donuts
11: are in. <laughs> <laughs> really
10: We're serving dognuts. Bring dognuts after the show. <laughs> Still recruiting comedians.
2: Alright, sounds good. Well thank you guys so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for
8: Thanks for your time.
10: Thanks. <laughs>
4: You're listening to exposure on eighty-eight point nine the impact.
11: For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place.
14: A lot of gamers look at you as a game member too.
11: For some, just being in school can be a struggle.
8: I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing.
11: But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student, as a graduate,
9: people look down on you if you don't have a diploma I want to graduate because they say I won't
11: go to boostup.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter, finish high school Boostup.org brought to you by the. US Army and the ad Council
2: For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact primetime where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week
6: Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang it brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music
12: Holy.
4: Impact Prime Time. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now back to Exposure.
2: I'm your host, Emily Fox, and right now I have Missy and Matt from Happen Dance to come talk about uh, the concert coming up this weekend. That's correct. <laughs> now tell me so this is this is modern dance, right? Yes, so describe modern dance for those who may not be familiar with the dance world. I mean, people know jazz and ballet, but modern dance is kind of you know its own genre.
7: The fundamental difference between jazz ballet and modern is the use of the spine, and in ballet and jazz, the spine is kept <laughs> pretty pretty erect and straight and rarely curves or goes off balance. And in modern dance, it often curves and goes off balance, and there's a lot of flow work. Now, a lot of people, when they think of modern dance, they think, oh, that's that weird thing that I don't get. Mm-hmm. But really, that's not <laughs> that's not really a technical part of the definition of it. And um, it seems that these days there's a new generation of modern dancers that are really concerned with having people understand and enjoy the material that is presented to them while their spines are curving and falling. And <laughs> And I think Cap and Dance is kind of there now. We we want to make dance pieces that are relevant, thought provoking, with lots of artistic integrity and that people are interested in seeing and that's fun you know, that has a lot of element of fun
2: funness to it to watch. Right. So when I I've actually taken a few modern dance classes and my experience has been kind of you know you you kind of have like these ballets moves but it's all turned out and kind of like contorted almost and then and in, in my a teacher will kind of they'll do a few moves and okay okay you do this and then just go with it so kind of it's very like interpretive very um, I don't know, yeah I guess just interpretive and but it's not interpretive dance it's modern dance mm-hmm. um, and usually it's kind of set to like a theme do you guys have a theme to this dance coming up this weekend
0: Absolutely. Our theme is uh, 150 years in Lansing. Is that right? Something along those lines?
7: Yeah, this is the sesquicentennial of Lansing. That's the word. 2009. (laughs) (laughs) And so our show is kind of taking a look at maybe a snapshot of the intellectual, spiritual, emotional mindset of the people of Lansing
2: in 2009. So, can you describe your favorite? Is it, is it going to be a set of different dances, or all one big thing?
0: It's a one. It's a it's a set of dances, and they um there's a through line through the whole show. Um, so we're really telling a story, um, about the community, and um, we have a lot of characters on stage, and um, we did a lot of uh, character description. Um, Missy and I sat down, and um, thought about. Each individual dancer, and how we could create an entire story about um, through. Well, my part was through costumes, um, and she did was a lot you're of the the chore- costume th- I'm the costume okay. designer. Yeah.
7: He also choreographed one of the pieces, and has and is dancing in many of them as well. So. so. It's kind of like a people in your neighborhood, kind of a a thing with a 2009 Lansing.
2: Slant to it. Mm -hmm. So, what's your favorite dance? How would you describe it to someone who couldn't see it? I am gonna say
7: that my favorite dance is this duet that Matt Biebermeyer has choreographed. He's dancing it with another of the professional company members, Andy Crawford, and it's to the music of Sufjan Stevens. And it's called the title of that particular piece is called "Deconstruction of a Relationship." And it looks at this um, this relationship, uh, a man and a woman, who are just maybe on the verge of separating and maybe just that last conversation that they have before they finally go their separate ways. And I just feel that it's really a poignant, makes me cry when I see it. I mean, I feel like many of us have been there before and... Um, you know, you're at that point where you realize things have to end. You don't necessarily want to go through the pain of ending them, but you don't see how you can go forward. Um, I think that's my favorite one. Maybe you have a favorite one that's less sad.
0: Well, that, that, obviously, the piece that I choreographed is one of my favorites, um, just because it's <laughs> um, the, the athleticism that's in the piece. Uh, the other dancer, Andy Crawford, is uh, a gymnast. And so there's a lot of lifts and really exciting movement that happens um, in that piece. One of my my other favorite, actually, uh, that I've seen is um, my $100,000 bachelor. It's
7: called Me and My $100,000 Bachelor Degree.
0: And um, it's, it's so silly, and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, the costumes are spectacular. It's just <laughs> glittery and um, cheesy and everything that you... Would want to see on stage in comparison to some of the other. Um, I wouldn't want to say depressing, but uh, more serious stuff. So it's a really nice break in the show where we uh, get to see this huge community of people on stage and just having a really good time. And it's you know pretty satirical, mm-hmm. so it's 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 fun, but it's still intelligent.
2: Okay. And what's, now you've choreographed a few pieces, or a piece in the show. Um, Is there anything that, um, what's the hardest part about choreographing a piece?
0: The hardest part about choreographing a piece is not knowing uh, what you're going to get. Because when you go in um, with uh, an idea of what you want to see happen, and you just don't know exactly what, You're going to get out of your dancers because it's such an individualized experience to choreograph something. Mm -hmm. You're working with people that are going to bring their own thoughts and a set of experiences to the studio. And trying to compensate for that as a choreographer and show the best side of your dancer is Mm -hmm. pretty challenging, but it's a lot of fun. That's why I do it.
2: And where can people go for more information or tickets um, for, the sh- for the Happen Dance performance this weekend? The performance is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8 p.m. at DART
7: Auditorium on the campus of Lansing Community College. Thursday's performance is complimentary admission with donations accepted. And for information about tickets for Friday and Saturday's show, you can go to HappenDance.org or call 517-333-3528. And the title of the whole concert is called Dynamic Lansing at 150.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much, Missy and Matt, for coming in. Thank, thank you. you. Good luck. Thank you.
4: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. 389 3. And now, back to Exposure.
2: Welcome back to Exposure. I'm your host, Emily Fox, and I'm here with April to talk about Kresge's 50th anniversary. So tell me a little bit about, um, I guess, the history of Kresge and what will be happening, um, I guess, this
15: week to celebrate the 50th anniversary. Well, we are open to the public now, as of now today, but we'll have our gala opening on Thursday night. And, um, there are, are we actually hung 157, rehung 157 pieces, uh, in sometimes in salon style, which means up the wall, because uh, that's more than we really can fit in there. <laughs> and it's everything that we've uh, acquired since 1999, which was the time we did the last bulletin. And this is now we have another bulletin for the work that's come in since, which is about uh, I think 1500 or so works of art that we've acquired in the 10 years we're busy <laughs> yeah um
2: so are there are there like events that are going on this week to celebrate like um i think that there may be like a speaker um on january 15th and there's a unveiling of the 50th anniversary acquisition at 6 p.m on january 15th as well
15: right yeah that's that's been well we're very proud of our hudson river school painting that we acquired and that's what we're going to be unveiling and uh we have long wanted to have a, one of those beautiful paintings from the mid 19th century in American art, and we have a really terrific one that we just acquired.
2: Now, what kind of art can people have? Has gone, I guess, in crazy throughout the years. I mean, what kind of themes have there been in, in the exhibits, or what type of art is usually displayed? Is it painting? Is it charcoal? Is it sculpture? Is it everything?
15: Everything. Yeah, and the, and the, sometimes the show has. Shows have themes, like oh, in 2002, I believe it was, we did a show called Art in the Tune Age, which was paintings and sculptures and uh, prints uh, and some drawings that were based on, uh, that weren't cartoons, but that were based on the kind of drawing that goes into cartoons. Mm-hmm. Very clear, very, uh, uh, it's, it's got impact, it's got clarity, it's got uh, kind of exciting feel, and it's, and it's readable, understandable. Mm-hmm. and not fussy and not shaded and not you know, not all the things that paintings usually are. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was one. And then oh, I did a show once called uh, Paintings That Paint Themselves, comma, or so it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all abstract, but people liked them because they were trying to figure out how they were made, and they really got into them. Mm-hmm. And that was fun, you know, that sort of thing. I've done a, one pa- show of American landscape painting in, early on, and my director did a terrific show of Baroque art. Mm-hmm. and from, mostly borrowed from the DIA and some other museums like the Philadelphia Museum and so on. Real high-class shows we put on. Now, are you an artist yourself? Nope. No? <laughs> Leave that to others. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your favorite piece of art that you've seen in Kresge?
15: Oh, let's see. Well, I think this new painting. I really love the new painting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a new child. It's always your favorite. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Um, what are some things that Kresge has done over the past 50 years that may make it unique?
15: Hmm. We have the, the, we have an, an initiative that we've been on since I've been here because it's an area that interests me, which is figurative expressionism, American figurative expressionism, not Francis Bacon, but American artists. And it, what it is is paintings that are abstract expressionist in feeling, in the way the paint's applied, but not in subject matter. The subject matter includes actual figures and recognizable things. So it's a combination of, st- of the style and a and a different kind of subject, because abstract expressionism is abstract, and this isn't. But it's very, uh very powerful kind of painting, and we have been collecting that because it's an area that has been somewhat overlooked. Also, pattern and decoration has been kind of overlooked, and so we collect in that area, as well as the art in the tune Age, which is also an area that was not picked up on as, as a kind of way of painting until, until I did the show, and it traveled around the country for two, two and a half years. Yeah. So, very successful
2: now I've had very fond memories of Kresge I grew up in the Lansing area and I remember as a child I think that Kresge is in such a great location it's like right there on the river right next to Fairchild Theater and in between Fairchild and Kresge is this really nice kind of garden with some sculptures and I remember growing up, and I did like this Sunday or Saturday art class, and uh-huh. and I remember walking around and seeing all the art, and I did all that stuff, um, and I and I got really involved with that, and I thought it was you know a beautiful a beautiful place and a beautiful place to um, make art. Um, are there some things that maybe college
15: students can get involved in um, within Kresge? Well, there has been a, a group of uh, students who are interested in the museum and in, in doing things in the museum. Well, some of the things they do are like poetry slams. I mean, they're not necessarily visual art things, but they have gotten interested. And there's also an art history group that's come in the art, from the art department that is involved to a certain extent with the museum. So that's those have both been nice things, but they kind of vary depending on the student body. Mm-hmm. So right now, I don't think that the first one I mentioned is too active. but Next year, there really will be again. Yeah. So um, NPR has
2: been doing a, a series of stories re- recently about museums, and sometimes they'll talk about art in museums and how, with um, you know the the I guess economic stance of the U.S. today, some people are selling their art and. People are saying, you know, you're you're selling art for the institution that's supposed to be in. You know, that's not okay. No, um,
15: it's not but, okay. <laughs>
2: but something that that I thought was interesting was, um, according to NPR, museums attract um, 850 million people annually, and that's more than the attendance for every major league baseball, basketball, football, and hockey game all those combined in 2008 which only totaled to 140 million. Mm. So that's a lot of people going to museums. Um are you seeing a, a good turnout of people attending
15: things at Kresge? Uh it's not not quite as good as we'd like, no. Uh mm. the parking is a problem. Yeah. Which when we have the new museum it won't be so much of a problem because we'll be right near right between the ramp that's in East Lansing now, the colorful one which we happen to like, mm-hmm. and then the new ramp. So there'll be a place to park within two, two and a half blocks of us. Okay. Right now it's a little more difficult.
2: Okay. Well, before I wrap things up, is there anything that you'd like to add or where people can go for more
15: information about events that are going on? Um, just call up or check our website. It's just www.artmuseum.msu.edu. Okay.
2: One
15: word, art museum. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you.
4: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact.
3: Smoking helpline.
4: Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking.
3: Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline.
4: The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it.
3: I think you want mysmokefreeapartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A
4: smoke-free building?
6: Without all that?
15: smoking uh, yeah that's right make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink my when you get up in
6: the morning and turn on the radio you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work do you you don't want to hear talking you want to hear music so here at the impact we are making you a promise we're calling it the more music mornings 89 second play So, tune into The Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you could win some cool stuff.
4: Only here on
5: 88.9 The Impact.
4: You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to Exposure.
2: Welcome back to Exposure. I'm here with Carlton, Lakia, and Robert to talk about the annual. Uh, ML- MLK Student
8: Leadership Conference.
2: So can you describe a little bit about what will happen during this conference?
8: Oh, Well, just kind of similar to what we do every year, we usually have a series of workshops. We usually begin the day off with an opening session. We have the president and the provost speak and give the welcome address, and then we have a series of workshops, the luncheon. And this year we'll also have, like, just different cultural performances, kind of like interweave within the um, within the conference, and we'll end it with our march that we have every year as well.
2: Okay. Yep. Now, there are lots of events going on this weekend. Um, there's, um, I guess, MSU's putting on a talent show. There's a concert um, with Jazz Spiritual Prayer and Protest Concert. Um, there's Into the Streets where people can, um, can uh, volunteer with 18 agencies in the Lansing area and then there's a community dinner and acres, a commemorative march is that what you guys are mm-hmm. is that a part of your guys' program um then there's some films that are going to be shown um so m s u is getting really involved with this. Why do you think it's so important to celebrate um martin luther king
14: Hmm, that's a really good question when you when especially from different perspectives. I I think you'll get different answers. Um, But I think for students, it's really important to try and figure out what happened in um, what we would call the civil rights time um, and try and figure out what exactly, what type of effect did that have on them during that time and how does that kind of work with us during our time because we can't really relate to um, a lot of things that happened during that time period. So you have a lot of people Um, especially our age uh, students that are looking for leaders in their time, our time. And you run across somebody like MLK who not only worked for, you know, black people and white people, but people across all borders, all nations. um, And that's something that our generation is kind of struggling with right now. So I think that's part of the reason. But I think you can also say a lot of different things for that as well.
2: So do you think um, the subject of the recent election by um, Obama is going to be presented at the conference?
8: Definitely. That's actually our theme. It's kind of, it kind of ties into what um, Obama's main like mm-hmm. theme was, change is going to come, and that is actually this conference's theme this year, a change is going to come. And we kind of predicted that a little beforehand. We was like, well, we don't know who's who's um, who's going to end up being president. But we went ahead with the theme anyway, so I definitely think that that's going to be a topic of discussion at this year's conference.
2: Mm-hmm. And so I, when, but when I knew you guys were coming, I was looking up quotes that Obama said, either doing his race speech in March, last March, or his acceptance speech um, after the primaries, or his victory speech, um, and how it was all about, you know, kind of unity and, um, I mean, you have your first black president elected, um, and just kind of his messages are very similar to um, MLK when he's saying, you know, for to not be judged by the color of your skin but the content of your character. Um, and, and, and in one of the speeches that um, Obama said, um, dur- during his race speech in last March, it said, I've never been so naive as to believe that we can get beyond our racial divisions in a single election cycle. Yet, during um, his victory speech, he said, if there's anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where all things are possible, who still wonders if the dream of our founders founders is alive in our time, who still questions the power of our dem- democracy, tonight is your answer. And then he talks about, um, it's the answer spoken by the young, the old, the rich, the poor, Democrat, Republican, black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, gay, straight, disabled, and not disabled, you know, kind of bringing all these people together. Um, you know, so first he said later, you know, before that, you know the the issue of race is never is it's still going to be happening today, but yet I feel like you know we've accomplished a lot since MLK was around. Um, how do you what do you guys feel about that? Do you do you think that there's a lot of stuff that we still need to overcome, or do you are you more in the positive light that we've come a long way?
13: I think that any time that you're bringing people together um, from different backgrounds, whether that's racially, whether it's social economic status, whether it's um, you know, different you know uh, folks from around the country, geographically, that sort of thing. Um, in a in a context like the, like a college campus, for instance, there will always be opportunities for us to learn from each other. Uh, for us to grow together, for us to examine our similarities and our differences, and I think that uh, Obama's comments, both his the, the previous ones that you mentioned, and then the ones in the in the speech, were uh, you know a tribute to the fact that that's an ongoing process, and that um, you know we've seen some positive steps in the in this in this last election mm-hmm. um, along that journey.
2: So um, during uh, your workshop or your conference, um, some things that you guys are going to be addressing is leadership, education, social justice, diversity, and empowerment. Is there anything that you guys want to speak about regarding any of those um, subjects um, that will kind of be an anecdote for people who may want to attend?
13: uh... it's you know it's an opportunity for not only students um, but also faculty and staff and, and and community members to come together around some of those ideas um, workshop presenters represent all of all of those groups we have community members um, and uh... you know it's, it's an opportunity for folks from all sorts of different backgrounds to come together uh, you know around those things there we had a uh... fairly diverse group of students who worked on the conference putting the conference together um, there was a partnership of a lot of offices and departments and student groups around the campus and so um I think it's a great opportunity for anybody who's interested in developing leadership and a commitment to social justice and inclusion um to come out and and to be involved
2: and will be on good re- good on resumes as well Absolutely. so where can people go for more information or register and
13: um
14: the best place to be able to go is www.inclusion.msu.edu backslash MLK backslash SLC whoa (laughs) and
8: keep in mind that it's complimentary so that there's no fee associated with the conference so
2: okay well thank you very much for coming in and happy Martin Luther King Day
8: thank you same (laughs) to you
5: thanks for listening to this evening's exposure only on 88.9 the impact